Hey everyone, this is Dr. William Clark here. So glad that you're joining us for the Dr. William Clark podcast. This podcast is focused on helping nonprofits simplify the fundraising processes they use so they can build six-figure programs without chasing funders. I don't know about you, but I wish I knew this information before I started working in the nonprofit world years ago. But I'm here to help you build six-figure programs and I'm here to help you on your journey. So would you be so kind to not only listen to this podcast, would you also rate, would you also subscribe, would you also comment on this podcast wherever you're listening? And lastly, would you also be kind enough to share this podcast with a friend or a colleague who you believe can benefit from the content we're sharing? Now, we are here to help and support you on this journey, and I believe that we have some resources that can help you quite a bit. So go ahead, like, comment, subscribe, and share this podcast. Now, let's jump into our show. Hey everybody, this is Dr. William Clark, your host of the Dr. William Clark podcast and the host of this Clubhouse Room Nonprofit Funding Tips. So glad to have you guys in the house and want to welcome you guys into the house. Hope that your day is going well and hope that you are having a productive day and that this day is uh, being everything it's cracked or needs to be for you um, because uh, certainly we need you in a good space um, to serve our clients and to do all the great work that you are trying to do. Uh, today, I want to continue our conversation, our thoughts around multiplying profits uh, for the cause. Uh, the reality is if we're not multiplying profits for the cause, uh, then we're not putting together the resources that we need uh, to have an impact for our clients. And so why do we focus on profits for the cause? Why does that matter? And at the end of the day, here's here's the thing, guys. I want you all to understand this and, and kind of get this in your head, in your spirit, all, all the good stuff, right? If you don't have the resources in place, if you don't have the resources in place to serve your clients and to have the impact that you believe you need to have uh, because the resources are absent, then your clients are the ones suffering the most. This is super, super important, guys. If you don't have the resources in place to have the impact that is necessary for your clients, then your clients are going to suffer the most. How does that work? How does that happen? Well, let me just tell you, when there's an absence of dollars within your organization, it creates a lot of stress and tension within the organization. At the end of the day, while you as an organizational leader, uh, you and the staff members, the board members are going to be frustrated with everything that's happening or not happening within your organization, you guys will somehow, some way survive and figure it out. But the people who are going to suffer the most, the people who are going to struggle the most are going to be the people who have turned to your organization for direction, for hope, for some sort of guidance. And at the end of the day, you have to find your footing when it comes to putting together resources to make a difference within your organization. I want to uh, talk about multiplying profits today through the lens of events. Now, uh, I don't talk about events a lot um, because it's kind of like the lowest form of fundraising for your organization. And I wouldn't I would not encourage organizations to build a financial future or financial footing off of events, although events do have a place in our budgets. It's super important to understand, though, that events, while a small part of our budgets, can be a useful resource uh, when putting together uh, funding for your organization. You don't want to depend upon events as the sole source that's going to make a difference in your organization, but you do want to depend upon them as a source uh, connected to multiple sources that's putting together resources for you. 
Now, we host events for the express cause of expanding the name and brand of the organization. We host events because we want to let people know what's going on within our organizations. We want to let people become interactive uh, with our organizations. And certainly through events, we're also able to raise money for our causes. So as we start to talk about events, one of the things you want to consider is why are we hosting this event? Why are we putting this event together? Why is this event so important to our clients? As you begin to think about the answer to that question, as you begin to think about uh, how do we uh, answer that question and how do we put that question out in the atmosphere as a question for all of our supporters to ponder, you also want to think about what benefit do we achieve or obtain as a result of hosting this event? Next question is what benefit will our customers obtain uh, as a result of us hosting this event? To a lesser degree, another question to answer is what does the industry benefit from? Uh, how does the industry benefit from us hosting a event, an event? All right. So these are questions you want to think about when it comes to hosting events for your organization. So now I want to talk about how to put together a winning approach when it comes to hosting events for your organization. Um, I'm going to offer some ideas that can be used in a hybrid environment. Uh, hopefully this can be helpful to you. I know that during the, this particular uh, session, uh, COVID uh, is kind of loosening up a little bit and people are doing hybrid events. So I do want to offer ideas that will allow you to cater to an audience that is interested in hybrid as well as live events. So you want to develop a hybrid event um, and I think, let me just say this uh, as I kind of go into these three points here. I do think that hybrid events are the wave of the future. Now, I'm saying this because it is, I'm, it, you got to think about this, right? This is beyond a pandemic type response. All right. This has nothing to do with a pandemic. But what this has taught our industry is that, hey, there's a lot that we can do as an industry to have an impact if we've integrated technology much more into our work, if we integrated technology much more into the um, the efforts that we are supporting when it comes to fundraising and when it comes to service delivery. Now, in the future, there is a future, I believe, that uh, will exist that exists that will include hybrid events. And again, it has nothing to do with a pandemic, but it does have to do with the comfort level of people. And where they are in their life as they consider supporting your organization. I teach a class uh, that talks about funder behavior. Where are the funders? What are they doing? What are they into? And when you begin to look at the demographic of donors, whether it's uh, seniors, whether it's couples, whether it's singles, whether it's uh, white, whether it's black, whether it's the 20-somethings or the 60-somethings, you want to be able to offer events that speak to the needs and interests of each demographic. And it appears that one of the things we've learned from COVID is that a hybrid event does put us in a position to serve multiple demographics without compromising the integrity of the event and the quality of the event. OK, so you want to start with the premise that perhaps a hybrid event just might be the thing for us to do. Uh, as we look forward to serving our customers and engaging them uh, in this event that we're looking to host. So a hybrid event is an event that's hosted in person and has a very robust online experience as well. 
So, for example, I was a part of um, an organization that did a hybrid event. Um, and uh, no, th this is a different story. So let me just tell the story. Uh, let me give an example of something that I didn't do, but I know will work. So think about a food tasting event that is both in person and hybrid. Let's say in your city, you know, a famous chef who is uh, always booked his or her restaurant is always busy. It's always jumping. And they have decided to open up their services uh, to your nonprofit to host your event. In addition to hosting an event at their famous or uh, popular restaurant, they have also offered to host a food prep or a cooking class as a part of the fundraiser. Let's say the fundraiser will generate uh, $250 per ticket. With each ticket, people are not only going to come and see this particular chef or restaurant tour, prepare these meals, people will have the opportunity to have an experience where they get to prepare the meal as well. So think about what we're saying. We're not only talking about a hybrid event where it's online in person, we're also talking about events that are experiential in nature. That is also something that became very important to a lot of people during COVID. So now we have an experiential event where they pay $250 a ticket to uh, experience this event. So what do they get? So if you show up in person, you get obviously access to the restaurant. You get all the food prep materials. You get to be in the presence of this particular restaurant tour, and you get to network and mingle, okay? For the people that cannot make it to this event, they receive pre-packaged uh, items that will be utilized in the, uh, the, the prepping of the food. So they get the same supplies everybody else gets in person person but it gets shipped to their house and it is packaged in a way where it won't uh, spoil so they can actually take the items out of the freezer or the fridge and be a part of the festivities all they got to do is log on uh during the time of the event and they will be able to experience everything and they will just put everything out in their personal kitchen Okay, so that's what the two hundred fifty dollars will cover. Now, you're likely going to have to take out money for renting the restaurant, paying for the time of the restaurant tour and supplies, which is why you want to charge a healthy amount to account for all expenses and then hopefully have a nice, meaningful profit profit at, at the end of the day, at the end of the evening. Okay. In addition to the ticket sales for this hybrid experiential event, you want to also, this is the second point, you want to have other revenue options that are available at this event. So you're, you don't only want to monetize this event from the ticket sales, you also want to monetize this event from sponsorships, uh, experiential packages, um, uh, raffles, and other things that are happening at the event. And you want to make sure you're stringing together all of these revenue sources during the event. So, for example, you definitely want to have online sponsors. You want to have sponsors who sponsor tables, who sponsor events, uh, the entire event, uh, sponsors who sponsor at multiple levels, uh, sponsors who may sponsor the cost of the chef, sponsors who may sponsor the cost of renting the restaurant, sponsors who may co cover the cost of materials, uh, sponsors who may cover the cost of shipping materials to all of the online guests, etc. And this general sponsors overall. Right. You want to make sure you have experiential packages. So obviously the event itself is an experience. But will there be a VIP experience? Will there be a pre-party experience? Will there be an after-party experience? Will there be an overflow experience? And if so, you want to charge for that as well. Of course, everybody knows about raffles where you want to get donations of items that are really uh, hot ticket items. 
that you can raffle off for a sizable profit. And of course, these are just ideas. You want to add as many funding options as possible to your event that makes sense for your event that flows uh, with the event. Okay. And then lastly, again, we're talking about events. We're talking about a hybrid experiential event. The third thing I want to share with you, and then we're going to open the floor up for our conversations and discussion here, is you want to ask attendees at the end of the event, after they had a great time with this particular restaurant tour, after they had a great time networking, after they had a great time spending time with your organization here in your story, you want to tell the story of the organization and you want to invite every attendee online and in person to commit to a, a biweekly or monthly, quarterly, or annual contribution to your organization. That's the biggest uh, pot of money that is left on the table by a lot of organizations. They focus on selling tickets. They focus on sponsors. They focus on uh, raffles. But they totally forget the most lucrative uh, revenue option that exists, and that is a captive audience who spent time coming to your uh, event, who spent time getting dressed, who spent time telling others I'm about to go to this event, have a great time. And they are also willing, if they had a great time and hear a compelling story, they're willing to become uh, donors of your organization. Okay, This is super, super important because when will you have another time to have this captive audience sit still for a period of time to hear your story? Do you even know the people that bought tickets? Likely not. If your board did their job, if your marketing department did their job, if your marketing materials did their job, hopefully you've recruited and invited people to your event that you don't know, which is great because they get to hear about your organization for the first time. The whole point is to get people to be exposed to your organization and to feel compelled to support it by way of time, resources, or a combination of the two. So you want to close each event by asking for contributions. You want to give suggested amounts at multiple levels. You want to teach people how to give as well as individual donors. And this, my friends, is a three-step process for you to consider how to host a successful event. My hope is that as we share this, this was super helpful. And my hope is that you are navigating fundraising uh, as as, uh, as successfully as possible. Now, we are. if you listen to this uh, replay, you're listening to the podcast, want to welcome you in. If you're in Clubhouse, we're live. So, guys, hold on for a second. We're going to continue the conversation post this particular podcast. But for our podcast listeners, if you want to learn how to simplify your fundraising approaches, I want to invite you to join our next cohort of the Nonprofit Fundraising Masterclass. This masterclass, we're accepting applications right now. This masterclass uh, spends time with you. We spend time with you over an eight-week period developing the four core strategy documents that are necessary to raise serious money. What are the core four docs? Your strategic plan, your fundraising plan, your master grant application, and your master budget. If you need help developing those documents and if you need help simplifying your approach to raising money without chasing funders, then I'm going to encourage you to submit your application to the Nonprofit Fundraising Masterclass. Simply submit your application by going to nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. Again, that's nonprofitfundingstrategies.com. We'll be glad uh, to review your application and uh, work with you in our next cohort. With that being said, this is Dr. William Clark Podcast. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace, everybody. 
Hey everyone, this is Dr. William Clark here. I just wanted to come on really quick and say thank you for listening to another episode of the Dr. William Clark Podcast. We are here to help you uh, simplify your processes so you can triple fundraising results to support the programs that mean so much to you. Would you be so kind to like, comment, and share this particular podcast? We are indebted to you for being faithful listeners to this particular podcast show. And we want to continue to spread uh, this message to other people who can benefit from it. So please share this podcast episode and entire show with your colleagues your friends and people who you know can benefit from this you can connect with us in two ways you can go to drwilliampclark.com again that's drwilliampclark.com or you can visit us at my sixfigurefunding.com again that's my sixfigurefunding.com there you can register for our free upcoming webinar how to triple fundraising results without chasing funders It is possible, and I share with you the secrets on how to do that. Thanks again. We'll see you in the next episode.